What's up and welcome into the Around the SEC podcast done by myself, Jack Shankle. And today I am joined by both Pat and Will, and we have a lot to talk about. Some pretty interesting stuff going on around the SEC this week, from a possible 8-5 and five Arkansas team to a Tennessee team that put up the most points against this Georgia defense this year, alongside some pretty interesting upsets this week. Um, all that and more around the SEC. Let's get into it. Starting off, before we get into this wild week we had, let's go ahead and talk about this week's Around the SEC Power Rankings because I'm not going to lie, this is becoming one of the most fun things we do every week because it's very interesting for me to see how these teams are the ips and flows of the season, really. Just like how the teams are going through it is more what I'm trying to say without being super wordy. Um... Next year, we'll have to like track the movement of the teams. I think that'll be very fun. Uh, but this year, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever be this wild, wacky, and just overall crazy again. But starting off at number one, we have Georgia. I feel like this one is, for the most part, completely – it's just not debatable. Uh, Georgia's the number one team in the SEC right now, the number one team in the country by quite a large margin. Nobody had anything else to say. Cool, cool, cool. Number two. My bad. No, you're good. Uh, number two, we have Bama moving back up into that number two spot after a Texas A&M loss. Texas A&M still not, you know, you never really know what you're going to get, but they were on a little bit of a hot streak there, and they, in my opinion, just looked better than Bama. Uh, but Texas A&M has dropped because obviously number three is going to be Ole Miss. We were pretty, uh, we were pretty much all on the same page for the top four. Um, five and down got a little bit iffy, but obviously the way we do this is we take all, all three of our power rankings, average them together, and that's kind of how we get it. So like I said, number three is Ole Miss. Number four is Arkansas. I believe this is the highest on the list they've been this season, if I'm not mistaken. you uh, We may have to look that up, but uh, what are y'all thinking about this Arkansas team? Like I alluded to, possible eight and five season for them coming in. Wouldn't have thought that was going to happen. I mean, uh, for me, Arkansas getting the eight wins, that is a statement by Sam Pittman. If, if, if we get to eight wins with Arkansas, that is a statement by Sam Pittman in year two. Uh, they are well ahead of the curve right now to where I thought they would be. And, uh, you know, hey, good on them. Sam Pittman's building something in Fayetteville. Yeah, Arkansas jumped two spots from last week. Um, is this the highest they've been, though? That's really what I'm... I believe we've had... I know I've had them at four before. Uh, so, it, I know it's definitely at least a tie. Okay. I don't think they I don't think they can do anything other than... No, they can't do anything to get higher on this list. So, for, for me, being an Arkansas fan, taking my bias out, obviously, this is... It's impressive for where this team is. Uh, but putting my bias back in, I'm really excited that my team is actually just probably deserving... Uh, of this spot. So, moving moving on down, we have Mississippi State next. This one could be questioned because uh, we did put them over Texas A&M. Um, now, Texas A&M, while we do, I do think we all believe they're a better football team than Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State having that head-to-head matchup um, puts them at five. I think. Uh, do y'all have anything to any quarrels with that? Uh, 
no, Mississippi State, probably the biggest jump, one of the biggest jumps you'll see. They were at nine last week, jumping all the way up to five. So, I, just, I mean, that's an impressive win. And that it's just, it's. I feel like it's the feeling of the comeback they completed that really jolts them up this list. And against, the, sorry, but against a team like Auburn, who was pretty high on the list last week too, I believe. Exactly. They, Auburn was at five himself, so they kind of switched places with Auburn. Yeah. Um, but like I said, uh, Texas A&M is below them, and as we just said, again, Auburn is at seven. Now, number eight is Tennessee. I actually was very tempted to put them above Auburn here, but I just think that Auburn has a better, a few better quality wins. Tennessee is obviously a. They're they're better than eight, but I can't fit them above Auburn right now. Um, I think I think Auburn's a better team than Tennessee right now. Well, not without Bo Nix. I think. Well, yeah, we'll we, we'll get there, but yeah. um, I I'm I think Tennessee deserves to be higher on this list somewhere, but I just can't figure out where or why. But um, going down from Tennessee, we've got number nine Kentucky, number ten LSU, and funny enough, I only we only had two answers for LSU because for some reason I totally forgot to put them in there. Um, even though Arkansas just beat them, I totally forgot to put them in the list. Um, number 11, Missouri, which is the hot... Mm. Well, it's not, it's not the highest they've been because we had them kind of in the middle of the pack at the beginning of the season. But for the first time in a while, Missouri's coming out of the basement of the SEC. That's... Yeah, you're not kidding. And then uh, number 12, another uh, cellar dweller who has been down there for a while, finding its way back up. Uh, or a little bit back closer to the bottom. I think they were at 11 last week. South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, that, that totally makes sense. And then we have Florida at 13, and then Vanderbilt at 14, obviously. Talking about Florida at 13, who would have thought about that? Um, I don't know. Watch their games, and I think everyone would have seen exactly what we saw. I mean, Florida's just not... Got it, and I think Dan Mullen. I think we can all agree he's kind of looking like a clown right now. If you're a if you're a stan of Dan Mullen at this point, I'm not sure that I can respect your opinion because I. Just, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but it feels like Dan Mullen is trying to get fired. Yeah, I agree. And then obviously number fourteen, we hit, we might as well call it the Vandy spot. Um, man. The, they're never going to get out of there. I saw an SEC short about uh, – I will have to – I think – we'll retweet it or something. I don't know. But it was really funny. It was about going to pick up an L at the office, and he knew the lady at the reception. Anyways, I'm, I'm rambling on. Let's go ahead talk about this week's game, shall we? Let's get it. All right, starting off this week, we had the absolute game of the week, Alabama versus New Mexico State. I'm obviously kidding. Uh, Alabama continues to schedule cupcake games uh, for their out-of-conference games, which I just don't get. No, 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 no. We, I, I don't accept this at all. First of all, no one is willing to schedule Alabama that's even competent. And second of all, which teams don't play a team like New Mexico State? Every, every team does it. So, I, I feel like Alabama does it more than anybody else, though, in the no, SEC. It, that's bullcrap. They played Miami to begin this year. Then Mercer. Then Southern Miss. Do you see who the rest of the SEC is playing this week? 
This is like the cupcake week of all weeks. Look, Arkansas has, about, Arkansas has a harder schedule than this. Granted, they have to play Alabama, but... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not hating on Alabama for their schedule. All I'm but, saying is Arkansas beat Texas A&M, so... Okay. Hey, if I'm these small schools, I'm taking the check. I'm taking my L. Oh, yeah. New Mexico State gets Kentucky this week. They're about to get another ass whooping. <laughs> they're getting... Hey, they're rolling in it, though. They are rolling it. Their athletic director is just worried about that cat. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. There's nothing really to talk about here. 59 to three, Bryce Young, 21 of 23, 270, five touchdowns. What else do you expect? I'd be worried if he didn't uh, throw for five touchdowns. But moving on to the Arkansas LSU game, this was a really great game to have at night, in my opinion. I think I didn't expect this game to be this good. It was ugly, but man, was it a good game. Uh, I'd like to hear y'all talk about it before I uh, start fanning all over the place. And you want to talk about an ugly <laughs> win for Arkansas. I mean, it, I had this game projected in the 30s. <coughs> and I, I can't believe Arkansas's offense was held that low. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I sneeze. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, I definitely get... You know, the look. Here's here's what I think, man. I personally think this. I mean, it's an ugly game, but to me, it proves something much better. I mean, obviously, that not great that Arkansas's offense didn't get it going. That bothers me a little bit. Fair enough, right? But I'm excited about the fact that Arkansas was not only able to win a close game, but when it really came down to the wire, they didn't look. Scared, they looked like they were very much in control, and did exactly what they had to do. Turned it over at you know in the opponent's end zone, which is huge, by the way. Great pick if you didn't watch that play. I mean, I'm very proud to be an Arkansas fan right now. Like I don't have to wear the paper bag over my head anymore because I mean, Arkansas winning close games is what or. Football teams winning close games is what good football teams do. So yeah. for me, it's it's very it makes me very happy. Yeah, two things: one, winning at night in Baton Rouge is never easy. So I, I don't care if they're struggling or not. And then two, Arkansas gets the Golden Boot back in quite a while, so that's a big deal. What my my personally, my favorite rivalry trophy that Arkansas plays for. Um, obviously, they got one coming up here soon, the Battle Line, but. We'll see how that goes when we get there. But I'm, I'm ha- right now, I'm happy to have the boot back. And I love seeing Bumper Pool when he had a national interview today and he had it next to him and he was polishing it when he answered the phone. Nice, nice. All right, what's the next one? Well, we need to talk about LSU first. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so let's talk about this LSU team. What does it mean? Obviously, they came into this game. We knew exactly what they were going to do. They were going to play two quarterbacks. You want to look at how these two quarterbacks did real quick? Yeah. All right. So I just think it's it's interesting. So I that's why I wanted to talk about it. Obviously, Max Johnson started the game, came in three for six, 21 yards, played two series, didn't really get all that all too many chances um, to do anything with the ball. Uh, but then Garrett Nussmeyer comes in, 18 of 31, 179 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. At what point do you go back to Max Johnson, who granted isn't a great quarterback, uh, but is proven and has run this offense very well. You'd think you'd go back to him uh, down late there, but I just yeah. 
Jimbo, uh, Jimbo Fisher or Lincoln Riley is going to have fun finding their next quarterback next year. And my thing with uh, Nussmeyer is, uh, I think it was last week's game, he, you know, kind of cried to his dad to get him playing time. Nussmeyer? So, yeah, Nussmeyer. And, uh, Wait, is that really what happened? That's what. That's why he played as much as he did was because his dad said, "Hey, Coach O, um, you need to play my boy. He's unhappy with his situation." And I mean, I, in my opinion, he didn't show anything that Max Johnson couldn't already do. So, wait, is Nussmeyer related to someone in the program? Did I miss that? Uh, oh no, he's he, he uh, is working with the Cowboys right now. His dad, uh, longtime OC uh, Grant Nussmeyer or Garrett Grant, something like that. Uh, but his dad's working with the Cowboys right now as like a QB coach, and it came. It, there was a report this past Sunday uh, that you know he. Uh, his his son was unhappy with the program, and he called his dad. His dog, his dad called Coach O and said, "Hey, my son's not happy about his playing time. Play him." If I'm Coach O, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna be out of here in two weeks. Suck it, like. Yeah, if he leaves, I do not care. <laughs> it's not gonna affect me. Like, okay. I don't know. Maybe 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 Coach O got a little tip for it. Who knows? What's the next game we got? Oh, yeah, I guess we should move on. But, I don't know, I just wanted to hear what y'all thought about that. Go, obviously, going into a game knowing you're going to be playing two quarterbacks is nine... That's nine nine times out of ten a very, very bad situation. When you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Yeah. You, you stick with the guy who's been giving you the best chance to win, and that's been Max Johnson all season for LSU, and... The fact that he only played two series, they struggled, they didn't go back to him, that that says a lot about this team right now. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's go uh, move on to the next game then. Uh, number 17, Auburn, falling in some very Atlanta Falcons-type fashion to Mississippi State. Let's hear what y'all have to say about it. Oh, man. This game... I, I thought it was finished in the first half. Auburn looked like a dominant team. Mississippi State really couldn't get anything going. And then the second half, Will Rogers looked like the best quarterback in the SEC. I mean... Representing, representing the brand? Representing the brand. I mean, he looked like a stud and... I think Mike Leach is doing exactly what Mike Leach wants to do. And it, it, it's crazy to say that they were down 28-3 to and they came back and won 43-34. What was it, 33 I, unanswered points? No, it was... Um, it was 40. Yeah, it was 40 uh, there for a while. Well, I thought you had something to say. I'm sorry. That's why we were pausing. Um... Well, hey, Mississippi State's going balling too, by the way. I'm coach of the year candidate, possibly, with Mike Leach, I'm just saying. Really? What he's done, with, with, with what he's done at Mississippi State, it's damn impressive. 
Okay. So wait, how many teams in the SEC are not going to be able to make a bowl game at this point? I don't know. The, the, so the only team that's let, uh, below 5-5 five and five is Vanderbilt. So every team has a chance to well, make a bowl game. No, LSU's 4-6. and six, But they have a bowl game anyways, so. Are they 4-6? and six? Yeah, they're 4-6. and six. They beat Florida. Mississippi. Yeah, they are 4-6. and six. It's crazy, isn't it? I had that, I had that put in wrong. Good. All right. Well, um, yeah. I just think it's kind of kind of interesting. It feels like the SEC is not like two teams anymore. It's actually a bunch of teams actually may actually go to a bowl game this year. But let's hope it stays that way for a long time. Uh, the thing is, with this year in the SEC, there are two good teams, and the rest are just thoroughly average to maybe a little above average. They're eating each. They're eat, you remember you remember how like early two thousand tens the SEC was like eating itself alive, ex, uh, excluding Alabama. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, what's the next game we got? Next game we got. We have. Uh, did we talk about Auburn? Should we talk about the Bo Nix thing? Oh, oh yeah, Bo Nix broke his ankle and out for the year, which is a damning thing for Auburn. Now, looking at their schedule, I feel like it's almost a foregone conclusion of what it was. They do have South Carolina this week, uh, so now that I say that, they could lose to South Carolina without Boonix. You really think they could lose to South Carolina like that? I don't like TJ Finley. I don't. Mm. And I, I don't think the South Carolina team is playing that bad, so I, I think they could sneak up and beat them. So, we'll just, yeah. Huh. I mean... I guess it's possible, but I, I I don't I don't feel I feel like this Auburn team is deep enough and re, good enough at running the ball to win that game. But we'll talk about that later, anyways. But I mean, wow. Okay, yeah. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Who's the next game we have to talk about? I believe it would be Florida Sanford, or would it be Georgia? Georgia Tennessee. Georgia Tennessee. Okay, so let's talk about this Georgia Tennessee game. You didn't do this in order at all. No, 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 no. So, Will, how I do it is I do it by, like, how we would do it, like, for team news. I do it. This is for everybody, by the way. In case you're wondering how I decide the order uh, beforehand, I I pick the order that we would normally do team news. And if we've already covered another team, so we did Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn. So now we're jumping down to your teams, and this is where it gets foggy for me, but I'm pretty sure it would be Georgia anyways. So, Georgia-Tennessee would be the next one in order. Yeah, we don't have to talk about this one. We can just move on. No, we're going to talk about this one. 41-17. to 17, All props to, uh, to Tennessee for actually being able to put 17 points up on the board. That's the most of any opponent against this Georgia defense. Obviously, all for naught. This Georgia team is rolling, even though, in my opinion, they're Offense still just needs to find that next step to really be able to make to push them towards what could be a title. Um, I think they I need would, to find some level. What's up? I'll be extremely intrigued to see how they look versus in Alabama. I will too, but I will a also that, a team that can stop them and is capable of scoring on that defense consistently is going to be. I mean, because Tennessee's offense, honestly, the first two drives. 
they just went right down the field on Georgia, and it looked really easy. So that was very surprising for me as a Tennessee fan to watch. Um, Tennessee, first quarter national champions. I'll just say, take that trophy and hang the banner. Did, were you all up to 10 to 7? Yeah. I mean, there you go. That's Tennessee, I, I feel confident enough to say this now. Tennessee can at least start thinking about the possibility that they have a guy that's going to last more than two or three years. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Now, I'm not, I'm not making any conclusions on Josh Heupel, but I am at least confident that he won't be a complete dud. Yeah, I, I feel like that's very fair. Um, and let's talk again. I already kind of said what I want to say about Georgia, but I'll just say it one more time. They need some offense. Like, they need it. They need an influx, some kind of – they need some juice. They need some they juice. They can't stay healthy on offense. I feel like every other week a wide receiver is going down. Yeah, that's not, that's not good, Bob. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for someone else to say something. I can't just <laughs> – uh, you, you know, uh, to me, Georgia's doing what they're, they're kind of doing, you know – Pretty much steamrolling. I mean, yeah, it's a next man up, but you can only go so far with Stetson Bennett and running the ball. You know, as much as they do, you, I, you need a you need a little juice, you need a little action. And for me personally, I think as soon as they play an Alabama, uh, Ohio State, uh, anybody with a competent defense. I think they're going to have some struggles because, in my opinion, Stetson Bennett can't really push the ball down the field. He does a good job in the offense they run. But to get those those big plays, I, I think Georgia needs needs something else. Yeah, People are talking about Georgia's probably biggest competition being Alabama. I actually think they very well might beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, so Alabama won't make it in. I think what Georgia needs to worry about is Ohio State. I think that's the only team in the in the country that can realistically beat them. I think Ohio State starting to look really, really good, and it's kind of going under the radar. <coughs> I mean, yeah, because they're not really. I mean, they play. Well, this sounds bad to say, but they kind of play nobodies for most of the year. So, I think. Georgia's Georgia's like you know exactly what you're gonna get with Georgia's like You said you said Ohio State hasn't played anybody? No, I said they I said most of the time they're not really playing anybody. Okay, but could you not say that about Georgia? Who's Georgia played? SEC teams who have beaten handily Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee. I mean those are thoroughly average teams. Is that really all they played? I feel like we've talked about no, they, have, they have by far the easiest schedule I think I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Well, either way, I still think that this Georgia team is on another level, personally. But we all know Cincinnati's actually going to win it, so. That, that's a good point. That's a fair point. <laughs> I hope, I hope, even as an SEC stand, I hope Cincinnati wins it. All right, let's get through these games. Yeah, let's get through these games. We're taking a while on them. Next, we get to talk about Florida Sanford. Well, I'm gonna let you lead this one. I feel like this is like this is like Christmas for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Florida, so this was fun to watch. Even though they won, even though they 
ended up winning. Man, they were down at halftime. Or were they tied? I can't remember. To Samford, a team that lost to UT Chattanooga the week before. So, um, the score of this game, 70-52. to 52. It's crazy that Florida scored 70 points, and it's a terrible game. Even though, if you ask Dan Mullen, he would say that it was a great performance and a great, well, not a great performance, but it's a great win and that they're going to celebrate it. What do y'all think about that? See, I saw something else. I saw him saying that he was kind of putting the putting this game on the players, like saying, like, hey, yeah, like y'all need to play with more confidence. I, okay, I thought, I thought I saw that too, but I couldn't find the quotes. I didn't want to say it, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said as well. Uh, yeah, Dan Mullen with no self-awareness in the press conference, and I think we're all coming back to is Dan Mullen trying to get himself fired? Uh, yes. And I, 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 I'm actually starting to believe it now. And if you look, they are 5-5, five and five, extremely disappointing, with Missouri and Florida State. Two teams they should beat. Also, two teams they could lose to. Yeah, see, uh, like, like I texted you all on Saturday, Dan Mullen's done. He does not have control of the locker room. Yeah, they won 70-52, but 52 points was the most an SEC team has allowed by an FCS team since, like, 1950-something. Are we thinking about uh, Lane Kitchen in Florida? What's that look like? Uh, don't even mention the thought, because Keith Carter's going to sling his dong down, oh, 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 pay, pay, oh, oh. pay him whatever he wants to stay. But uh, This is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> but my, my thing is Dan Mullen I mean he to me he has lost the team he has lost the fan base and come the end of the season when they lose to Florida State because Florida State is on a roll right now yeah I think I, I think uh he's probably gone but if he loses one of these next two games he's absolutely gone uh so, I agree I don't think there's any way that Dan Mullen could justify a five and well. Let's just be frank. If he gets six, if he only gets six wins, we had him projected at ten wins coming into the season. Yeah, best case scenario being eleven. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the game that I predicted right, and you losers predicted wrong. South Carolina at Missouri. Sight. We got to do Kentucky first. All right. Um. <laughs> I go and see. I go in order of what, how they, how they happened, and not. No, I'm doing alphabetical order. So we're doing Kentucky Vandy. Kentucky didn't spank Vandy, but they played them and beat them. Um, what are y'all's thoughts about this? Is Kentucky? What What's wrong? What What broke with Kentucky that was there earlier in the year? Well, for one, uh, I think at the beginning of the year was a little bit of of a mirage. They beat a terrible Missouri team, struggled versus Chattanooga, struggled versus South Carolina at 4-0, caught Florida the week they started to completely implode, and then beat an LSU team with Ed Ogeron on on his way out to get it 6-0. I I, I think it was kind of a mirage, to be honest. And they're probably going to go 9-3 and have a great year, and that's fine. But the 6-0 wasn't, like, the most impressive 6-0. Even though they beat Florida and LSU, those two teams weren't really Florida and LSU caliber. 
I, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, it wasn't a dominant 6-0. and I mean, they've gotten their pants pulled down uh, three weeks in a row up until this Vandy win. And to, to me, it's just the offense doesn't look balanced enough to actually sustain what Liam Cohen wants to do. Yeah. I, and I, they're, yeah. They're, they're going back to old habits. They're running the ball a lot more. They're <laughs> running the ball substantially better than what they were doing earlier in the season. Yeah, Chris Rodriguez, he, he's having himself a good little campaign right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, as far as this game, 34-17, I don't really read much into it. It's Vanderbilt. I'm sure they were kind of sleepwalking past this one. They didn't really need to put their best effort out there. Um, it's not like they're looking ahead to New Mexico State or anything, but... You know, you're coming off three letdown wins. You're playing uh, Rudy Foo team in Vanderbilt. You win by 17 points and you go home. So, they're going to make nine and three. They'll be fine. It's great year for Kentucky. Stoops is going to be named for every coaching availability. We're back to square one with Kentucky. (laughs) Yeah. For next season. And next season, we'll probably say the same thing. Kentucky, they're going to be better this year. We've been saying it past two years. Anyways, yeah, let's move on. Now, now, Will, you can, you can, you can gloat. Uh, so, uh, I can't play my music. I can't play my music because, don't Cut. worry, I have, I, I have a song saying, I told you so. And, yeah, it's pretty great, but I can't play it because I'm on FaceTime. But, yeah, Missouri wins 31-28. I had it predicted at 27-24, so I was oh so close to getting that one right. But, yeah, Missouri just was the better team that day. I, I, I can't lie. I was watching the Tennessee game, so I didn't watch much of this game, so I'm hoping y'all have analysis on it. Um, I have a little. I mean, I wasn't watching very much of it. I watched some of it on my break. Um. But to be frank, this game looked a lot better than it was uh, because these both these teams are bad. But uh, interestingly enough, both of these teams are very much so within a shout of a bowl game now. If Mizzou yes. lost this one, it, 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 may, it may have been over for them. But now they have something to fight for. So maybe we see this Mizzou team uh, line it up in these next, uh, next two games. You look at uh, Eli Drinkwitz's Missouri team and – after the Tennessee game, and they just looked dead in the water, even after the Texas A&M game, because they were, what, 4-5 and five or 3-5 and five after Texas A&M. They beat Vanderbilt. They beat South Carolina. They have Florida and Arkansas left, and they have a sneaky chance to go 6-6, six and six, which is still disappointing from what we thought they would be coming into the year. At least I thought they would be, but they still have a chance to salvage bowl game. And that would be that would be a win, by all accounts, in my opinion. Uh, especially, I mean, regroup, try again next year. Especially if you win the bowl game. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's six and six year for Missouri because I, I don't think Missouri's beating Arkansas. I don't see that happening. But with Florida, with Florida, if they if they continue to quit, if they continue to falter, Missouri can win this game. But yeah, and then we go back to South Carolina, another team at five and five has to has to win one more game. It doesn't feel likely. They have Auburn without Bo Nix, but then they have Clemson. So, and Clemson 
you know, they don't look very great. What do y'all think their best option is to win that one? Uh, I don't know. I feel like if they can play stout defense, Ungalele uh, sucks enough to where he could they could they could win it. Thing is, Clemson's defense is damn good. Yeah, but uh, I I honestly I think South Carolina has a chance for the next two games for a win. Oh, I agree, and I, I think I think they take advantage of the fact that. Uh, Clemson's quarterback has been playing like uh, a right-handed Tebow. I mean, that kid can't play. Like, uh, like Tebow in the NFL or Tebow in Tebow college? In Tebow in the NFL. Okay, you should clarify because Tebow in college was God on earth. But, um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I think there's a fair shot that South Carolina was – with Shane Beamer, you know, like rejuvenating that program, energizing the fan base. Um, I don't know if it's in Columbia or in Clemson uh, this year, but I, I think they could easily take advantage of a, a weak Clemson team uh, for Shane Beamer's biggest rivalry of the year. I would be all for a Clemson loss to a weak uh, SEC team. I feel like that would just be sweet. It would it would give everybody a collective sigh of relief, in my opinion, because Clemson's been so dominant over the past few years, and I don't think South Carolina has beaten Clemson since 2012. Is that the case for real? I, I I'm gonna say with 99% certainty. Uh, well, what the. <laughs> what are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> I found it. Had to get it in. Had to get it in. I was going to say, what is playing in the background? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Will, for that. Uh, let's move on to the last one of the most interesting games when you talk about total takeaway. Ole Miss, Texas a I'm going to let Pat go first here. This is his team. So, well, Let me tell you. I was surprised by this outcome. I said Ole Miss would win, and they they won, but I, I was a little nervous, not going to lie. Uh, Jared Ely had himself a day on the ground, 24 carries, 152 yards, looking like the absolute stud he was coming out of high school. Uh, the Rebel defense, can we talk about that? That, yeah, I, I agree with that. Just, oh my goodness, I did not expect that. I had Texas A&M scoring 38 points. I mean, we, I did that, that, not we, uh, Ole Miss held Isaiah Spiller to only 41 yards rushing. One of the nation's best running backs. I mean, I mean they did give up 110 yards to Texas A&M's backup running back, but to contain Spiller and only have one 100-yard rusher against them is insane. Then two key interceptions fourth quarter to seal the game. This, Ole Miss, their, their defense from weeks one to ten looked just all over the place. And then this week, they look like that 2014 Landshark defense. 
I mean, they they were hitting hard. They were they they controlled the game. It was not the offense. And and I mean, it was incredible to yeah. see that. I think this was Lane Kiffin's most impressive coaching job of the year. Oh no he, doubt, he, I, he's I won. Agree. He's won close games, but he hasn't just kind of dominated. To be honest, a really good team and just completely out coached. I mean, that was impressive. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, you know, he he got pantsed on national television, and that put a smile on my face. They have a lie. good have a good former uh, uh, future LSU coach. Uh, let's see. Ole Miss has a great chance at 10-2 and two now with Vanderbilt and then Mississippi State. That egg bowl is going to be so fun. It's going to oh, be rocking if uh, if I could get to Starkville for that game. I, I I will 100% just be like losing my absolute I, mind. I can lend you my cowbell if you need it. Yeah, no, see, I, I don't uh, drag my knuckles on the ground like those inbreds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> fighting but yeah, that was a. I mean, it was a great. Game. I'm dying. Well, it wasn't a great game for Texas A&M. Obviously, that was their offense had seemingly really found something the past month or month and a half, and then Ole Miss just really exposed them. And again, credit to Lane Kiffin. Talking about Lane Kiffin, uh, did you see his performance on College Game Day? No, I did uh, not. I did. He king, absolute king, right there. I can't believe they actually had. First of all, it should have been Katie, Katie, Katie Perry, but uh, I can't believe they had like, the head coach of the team that's playing pick the games. I've never seen that before. And it was, I mean, it was special. The first time in the thirty-year existence of college game day. It was it was it was definitely something. Is that all the games we have? That is all the games that we have for this week. It's been an incredibly long segment because there were some good games to talk about. So we're gonna take a break, come back, and we'll talk at you on the other side about what's coming up this next week. Alright, Will, run them down for me. Alright, we're looking to these upcoming week games. We have a lot of cupcakes, so some of these we're just going to have to roll through. But starting off, we got Charleston Southern at number one Georgia on ESPN Plus at 11 a.m. I know this is going to take a lot of thinking about, but who's going to win this game and why? I'm not going to lie. I think Georgia's going to win this game. I know it's an upset win, but uh, I think they have the talent to do it. Uh, probably 90 to nothing. Yeah. Uh, Georgia is going to you know, this is just their, their little tune-up game. And, uh, you know, I think Georgia's winning 70 nothing. Yeah. I, I, I think they could win 70 nothing. I don't think Kirby Smart's going to do that. I have Georgia winning 45-0. to zero. Um, Just looking at their trends this year, they haven't scored in the 50s except for against Missouri. Oh, wait, no. They have not scored in the 50s except for against... Vanderbilt, for some reason, Kirby Smart shit on him and went 62-0. But, um, yeah, Kirby Smart generally goes in the, well, they scored 56 versus UAB. Hmm. I don't know. But either way, I'm going 45-0, Georgia. All right, uh, next game. 
Next game, we got New Mexico State at Kentucky, another stinker. SEC Network at 11 a.m. I'll just go ahead and say I got Kentucky here 41-6. Alabama beats them 59-3. I think New New Mexico State can at least get three more points, and then Kentucky's offense is going to score however much it wants. Um, I've got, sorry y'all just had to witness what y'all had to witness, but I had to do what I had to do. Uh, but, uh, I will be, I will be taking, uh, New Mexico State to lose in this game. See, I almost had y'all on the ropes there. Uh, I'll have them, uh, losing, I'm gonna say 40 to 3. Yeah, I, I, there's no doubt about it, Kentucky's winning this football game, New Mexico State, just dissolve the football team at this point. Y'all are trash. Uh, Kentucky wins forty-two to three. It's not even gonna be close. Yeah. All right, next game: Tennessee State at Mississippi State on ESPN Plus at eleven a.m. Um, I'm gonna be taking Mississippi State on this one. There is no line for this. Obviously, I forgot to mention that the line for the Kentucky game is thirty-six. But I will be taking. Uh, Mississippi State to win this one, uh, probably thirty-five to uh, thirty-five to ten because it's Mississippi State and they're going to do something that's going to shock the world. I would be shocked if Mississippi State didn't at least get in the forties, but I also don't think they're just going to destroy them just because I don't think they need to. So forty-two, thirteen, Mississippi State. Uh you know Tennessee State led by Heisman winner Eddie George. Uh, That's right. Yeah, Eddie George making his uh, – and there there's some rumblings that Eddie George is in the running for some open FBS Power 5 jobs. But um, I think Mississippi State wins this game handily 35-17. But Eddie George's Tennessee State Tigers, they make it interesting. All right, next game, we have the first good game of the week. These are the rankings that we have for now. But number 25, Arkansas, at number 2, Alabama. I know those aren't parents or whatever. CBS at 2.30 p.m. Give me your thoughts. So the line for this one is only 20.5 points. The uh, the over-under for this game is a pretty lowly 57.5. Um, I'm going <clears> to... <throat> so... Obviously, I would like to say that Arkansas has a chance in this game, but from a realistic standpoint, uh, that's not the case. I think Arkansas does, however, put up a fight probably in the first quarter. Um, I think Arkansas loses this game a, let's say, 17-32. to 32 is a weird score. I don't know how you get there, but that's close to mine. 31, then. 31. Sorry, that's what I meant to say 31. I thought I think this game's going to be pretty close, um, especially at the beginning, and then Alabama, kind of like the Tennessee game, just pulls away near the end, kind of in a maybe game manager fashion. I have Alabama winning this one 38-17. to 17. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at the two teams – Arkansas is coming off a big rivalry game against LSU. They're riding high. Alabama and New Mexico State last week. Um, it's going to be close uh, first half, but then I, I do 
agree with you. I think Alabama's going to pull away. I think it's going to be uh, 38-24 Bama over Arkansas. That's fair. That's fair. All right, moving on to the next game. And by the way, that's our prediction, but Arkansas has a chance to win this game. Whoa. Alabama's had numerous kind of stinkers this year and have had teams with multiple chances to beat them. Uh, Texas A&M obviously did. So there is a chance for Arkansas in this game. My wife is giving you the stink eye, Will. Who? My wife is giving you the stink eye. Uh, I'm not, no no comment. All right, Florida at Missouri on SEC Network at 3 p.m. Uh, live. This one is only eight and a half. Uh, coming in to the season, obviously you would expect this game to have been much more in Florida's favor. But as we've talked about, Florida is letting loose the rope at this point in the season, and it's it's plain to see, man. Yeah, I think Florida's giving up. And I think Missouri hasn't given up proof by how they beat South Carolina. And the bigger picture is Missouri's 5-5. And I guarantee you they're looking forward to going to a bowl game. And this is a, probably their best chance to do so. I think they come out swinging in this game. Eight and a half. Even if they don't win, I think they're going to cover that. But um, I might regret this. But I, I'm giving this one to Missouri, 35-24. And, I, and that. I think Florida's the better team, but damn, if they haven't given up. I'm going to give this one to... Huh. I'm going to give it to Florida because I think... No, I'm going to give it to Missouri. I feel it in the air, too, honestly. I, I think you're looking at a team in Florida, like we said, Dan Vaughn, Dan Vaughn almost feels like he's trying to get fired and... Missouri is at least, like you said, fighting to prove something that's, you know, to prove something. Um, and if they can beat this Florida team, I think that proves to them that they can beat Arkansas the next week. Yeah, and uh, pretty sure Dan Mullen gets tarmacked if he loses this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, no, you're, you're being very generous. I think he's getting sent off uh, at the at – the, they're telling him to find another way home. Uh <laughs> That's, that's, what tarm, that's what tarmac means, but okay. I'm, I'm talking about like another car ride home because uh, I'm just going to be quite frank with you. I don't necessarily see this game going. Uh, you'd get fired on the field is what I'm saying. All right, so moving on. Or Pat, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say uh, Q Eli Drinkowitz doing the drum solo to Phil Collins in the air tonight because Missouri is going to steamroll Florida. That's a good, that was a good reference. That was good, yes. Your bags. Missouri wins 35-17. to 17. Dan Mullen is searching for a new job. Living the dream that is fired SEC head coach. All right, now we got, now we got a pretty interesting game, which initially wasn't. We have Auburn going down to South Carolina on ESPN at 6 p.m. Now, initially, this game is going to Auburn. But with Bo Nix out and T.J. Finley in, it, it could very well get interesting. Well, I absolutely agree with you. Um, Auburn has not looked great all the time this season. and In fact, they've looked rather crappy these past two weeks. Um, I said earlier in the season, I don't think Ar- Auburn was better than Arkansas or Ole Miss. I think they kind of caught those two teams on down weeks. 
Um, but I still think this team has depth, and I think they're going to win the game. But I wouldn't be surprised to see South Carolina win. So actually, you know what? I'm going to flip the script on my own prediction here and say South Carolina wins this game 28-13. to 13. Interesting. Um, I've got, you know, we're not going to have any more sh- sad Shane Beamer memes. Uh, South Carolina has something to fight for. South Carolina wins this game 21-17. And Brian Harson gets the sad memes now. Uh, Jack, you were on South Carolina too? Yep. I'm going to have to do this to y'all two weeks in a row. Oh, man, I, I really hate to do this to y'all. But even even with Bo Nix out, I have confidence in TJ Finley. He has played before. He's not garbage. He's very, he's competent, and I think he can lead Auburn to a win over South Carolina. I'm, even though I initially had this one 31-14 Auburn, with Bo Nix out, I have them winning 24-21 Auburn. And I will be bringing it back out next week. You know, you everything you use in a court of law can and will be used against you. Okay, I don't care. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to the game of the week. Yeah, we got South Alabama at Tennessee on ESPNU at 6.30 p.m. Oh, I was talking about Vandy, Ole Miss. I totally got wrong which one, which direction you were going in. My bad. Uh, uh, let's do let's do South Alabama first. Um, obviously, Tennessee's going to go to a bowl game this year, guys. <laughs> who does? Who who does stunk it? <laughs> well, to be fair, I did. I predicted Tennessee at seven and five or six and six, seven and five, and. Not to, oh, by the way, again, do I need to play this song? I'd rather you did. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I, I could play this all day from cold takes y'all have. But y'all can shut up because I'll just basically take this segment over here. Tennessee is going to go out and kind of pound the rock versus South Alabama. I don't think they run up the score, even though they might. Um, and to be honest, the rest of the season for Tennessee is just don't trip up. They have South South Alabama and then Vanderbilt, two games they should win by a lot. I think the line on this game is 28 points or so. Uh, I have them winning 45-14. I would say they cover the spread. That's a very gener- generous score prediction for South Alabama, so we'll just see. I've got Tennessee winning this one 45-13. Uh, to 13, So, same here, Tennessee's going to beat the Jaguars from Mobile, Alabama, and it's going to be it's gonna be a little stinker south, uh, 49-7, Tennessee. Good to see that happen. Good to see that happen. All right, moving on to Jack's proclaimed game of the week. We have Vanderbilt at Ole Miss at, on SEC Network at 6.30 p.m. Yeah, I think it's clear to see why. Obviously, Vanderbilt, upper echelon of the SEC alongside Ole Miss. Um, I could definitely see this game. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I was, I almost went through that without laughing, and then I saw Pat laugh, and it totally broke me. <laughs> was I? Not, I feel. I felt like I was doing pretty good there for a second. Anyways, all right, yeah. Uh, all this is gonna lay it on Vandy. This game is gonna be probably fifty-six to. Mm, 
six. Fair. Um, see, have y'all seen the uh, the Kiffin logo throwing his clipboard, kind of like the Jordan dunking? Well, uh, let's just say that Lane Kiffin, Matt Corral, whole Miss team, they're going to be dunking their nuts on Vandy this weekend. 66 to 7. Ole Miss with the steamroll. Uh, you know, after you said that, I probably undervalue Ole Miss on this one. Again, I think this is more of an Ole Miss game that they might honestly be looking ahead to Mississippi State. They're going to beat Vanderbilt just by showing up. So I have Ole Miss winning this one 45 13. Um, not necessarily meaning they could beat them by more. It's just with Mississippi State coming next week. I feel like that's their focus. All right, do we? Uh, one we got game? one more. We got one more. We got U UL. Jack's not paying attention, but we got UL Monroe versus LSU on ESPN two at eight p.m. Yep, uh, LSU's got a is favored by twenty nine points. Uh, over under for this game is fifty seven and a half. I'm not paying attention. What a loser. Yeah, I got. Uh, I got LSU winning 35-17. Nothing special here. Just control. Just beating a worse team. I mean, literally nothing special about this game. Yeah. Literal snooze fest. Yeah. See, I, I'm going to disagree with you. Terry Bowden has turned around that Louisiana Monroe program. A little bit of fun belt Saturday night. I have, you, I have the Warhawks of Monroe, Louisiana winning 31-28. Cocho is definitely gone. He was definitely gone before the game. Well, right. you know, it, it's just I was trying to put emphasis. Yeah. Well, your emphasis sucks, so that's why you picked South Carolina the past two weeks. Hey, Will. Don't you owe me a whole, like, NFL price jersey? Because you picked against South Carolina? Yeah, okay. Anyways, play your song all you want, man. Uh... <laughs> All right, well, I guess we... <laughs> you know, Randy Travis is going to find out about this, and he's absolutely going to just, like, kill us. Yeah, this is, we're done. It's all right, we don't make any money from this. Okay. Yeah, we're... Yeah. We're broke. Yeah, we're broke. Absolute buffoons. All right, so I think it's all fair to say that's all we have to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening along, uh, dealing with Will's crap, dealing with uh, me and you know Pat p- making the bold picks. But I guess that's why you come listen to us, and I cannot say enough why we appreciate it. We're happy to do this every week, uh, same time, same place. We will talk at you next week.